This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Fulfillment is the will of God for you and I as a believer. God wants us to be fulfilled. Somebody say amen to that. All right, I don't want to go through life in an unhappy state. I don't think I have to because God has promised that I can be fulfilled. Somebody say amen. Amen. But one of the things that we have to get in, now listen to me, and where we're going, we're picking up uh, partially where we left off on our last teaching, is we have to understand that fulfillment can only come through relationship with Jesus Christ. It can only come through working the principles that God has given us. And if we understand the principles that God has given us already and we start to walk in those principles, we'll start to receive and be able to have fulfillment. Fulfillment will never, ever be in a home. Fulfillment will never, ever be in a car. Fulfillment will never be in money that you may have. Fulfillment may not even be in some of the relationships that you have, but fulfillment will always come from one. And you're going to see it in Psalms 27. I mean, uh, Psalms uh, 27 in a minute. We have, but we're going to go to Psalms 103 first. Let's look at what the Bible says. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Let's go to work. All right. Next verse, please. And he says, bless the Lord, oh, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, forget not all his benefits. One of the things as a believer that we cannot do is forget what God has done for us. Next verse, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and who healeth all thy diseases. Man, that's awesome stuff because, see, when you understand what God has already done for you and, see, you're going to get to a point tonight, I'm going to end up at that point where you're understanding what revelation brings. When I understand what revelation brings, I can walk into things. You can never, again, listen to me, fulfillment this year is all about us being faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. It is the will of God for this church, for you who attend here, to be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. But I'm going to tell you something. Even if, you, if you're looking at me by a periscope, okay, whatever you're listening to me by, <laughs> God, it is the will of God for you to be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. Because in doing so, you give glory to God. Somebody say amen. I'm in this for one reason. And see, you should have no dog in the race. You are in this for for these purposes, to be faithful. See, because one, watch this. Let's take this out of everything else. Number one, I want to be faithful to God. Amen. Without faithful to God, I can't be faithful to no one else. That's, oh, amen. All right, you can, you can stop playing that game. Most people are not, I'm not going to reteach these three things, but most people are not faithful to God, so they can't be faithful to you. And then you get upset when they're not faithful to you. Why? Because they never made a commitment to God. If they never made a commitment to God, how can they make a commitment to you? I, if, if I was single, I'd rather stay single if a person could not be committed to God. Because me and me and God are on the same talking. We're having fellowship. I want to have somebody who's committed to God. 
Somebody say amen. Whether that be male or female, you know, whether we, whoever's looking and whoever's waiting to receive that person, you want them committed. Amen. See, because faithfulness to God means something. So I need to be faithful. Somebody say, I need to be faithful. Secondly, I need to be fruitful. There's got to be something in my life that is emanating out of me that somebody else is being blessed by. God should be getting something out of my life, just not me existing. Somebody say amen. amen. God did not put me on this earth just to exist. Amen. He put me on this earth also to be a blessing. All right. Number three, God wants me to be fulfilled. I don't know about you. I want to be fulfilled in life. A a new car just ain't going to make me fulfilled. Because as you know, (laughs) as we've seen, you know, if you, you know, if your heart is tied to something, you know, everybody isn't tied to what you're tied to. And they could be angry because you have something. And do something to it, but because your heart is tied to it, it messes with your head. And you can't let that happen. Somebody say, I can't let that happen. happen. Amen. Psalms 103. Amen. The reason why I said that, because something did happen the other day, which I thought was just, wow, uh, amazing. You know, uh, Psalms 103. What did I say? Psalms 103.3. Let's keep reading. Who forgiveth all our iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Next verse, please. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. All right, next verse quickly. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. All right, next verse. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. And here where we want to get to right here, it says he made known his ways unto Moses. Now, we understand if he made it, whatever he's done for one in principle, he will do the same for us. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, so if God made his ways known unto Moses, he'll make his ways known unto Jack. Somebody say amen. Put your name in it. If God made made his ways ways known known to Moses, Moses, he'll make make his ways ways known known to Jesus. All right. God will make his ways known to you. His acts unto the children of who? Israel. So if I'm a child of God, he'll also make his acts known to me. Amen. He's going to let me know the acts. Write this down quickly. The acts. This is a quick review. The acts of God are the things he does. Very simple. The acts of God are the things he does. The ways of God includes why he does them. You know, the ways of God include why he does them. There are two types of promises that God will always give us. I'm reviewing real quickly. Two types of promises that God will always give us. Number one, there are always, God will always give us absolute declarations. There are going to be times that God will give us absolute declarations. Absolute declarations are unconditional and will come to pass without any act on a human's part. They will come to pass without any, any, they're unconditional and will come to pass without any act 
on a human's part. Secondly, we said that they were conditional statements. Conditional statements are dependent upon our cooperating with God. That means God's going to put down something. He's going to say, if you do this, you know, he's going to put it on the, the back end of that. Now, one of the things that we found out about the principles of God, and we saw it in Isaiah, and we saw it also in Jeremiah, that every principle and everything that God has placed out of his mouth, he will do. Right. Somebody say amen. And so if I lock into knowing that God's going to do everything that he says, everything that he says, he's the best manufacturer ever. Amen. Because God backs up the product. Somebody say amen. Amen. Whatever he says, he will do. Now, you need to say that. Everybody say that tonight. Whatever God says, says, he will do. All right. That's why it's so important for me to live by principles, because it becomes so easy. If God said it, I already know he's going to do it. So now it's the will of God. It's it's God's will for me to get involved in that and to get to that place. Amen. Write this down. Fulfillment is the state or the quality of being fulfilled, completion and realization. One of the things that we found out last week or earlier this week that God himself promises God all through the scripture promises fulfillment and you and I have to walk in the revelation of the thing so that we can receive the thing Psalms 27 and 4 please amplified version Psalms 27 and 4 please amen and then we're going to try to start taking off of right where we left off uh, so that we can get to where we need to be tonight amen glory to God Psalms 27 and 4 I mean uh, what did I say Yes, Psalms 27 and 4 says this. Y'all remember the scripture. in In the Amplified, it says it like this. One thing have I asked of the Lord, and he said, and that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and delightful loveliness of the Lord and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. That's Psalms 27 and 4. Now, one of the things that we said with this, and so we can move forward, was when we have a desire for God, and you put that with a relationship with God, that makes, that equals fulfillment. So that's like a one plus one equals two. So let me say it again. If I want to get to this place, now watch this, see, because God's going to give us words. Again, we're working with principles that God has given us already. If we get into these principles, we'll walk into fulfillment. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Now watch this. Desire. Now remember, all these principles are designed, and you're going to see this tonight. They're all designed to do one thing, push you towards Jesus Christ, push you to a relationship with him so that you understand where you need to go. Amen. So, number one, again, desire for God. I take a desire for God and a relationship with God, and it will always equal fulfillment in life. I'll say it one more time. I take a desire for God, and I take a relationship, a desire. We're doing an addition now. A desire for God plus a relationship with God will always equal fulfillment in life. If I really want to be fulfilled in life, I have to have a desire for God. And secondly, I have to have a relationship with him. Somebody say amen. 
just not a church thing. I'm just not going to church for the fun of it. I, you know, because see, even if I didn't come to church, I'm going to have a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. I mean, if I couldn't get here. Well, let me put, put that right. You know, if I couldn't get here because a believer, a real believer should want to go to church. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm talking about a real believer. He should want to go to church. Amen. Why? Because you're going to learn something. Amen. There's something that God's going to give you. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. When I know, when I know this, watch this. When I understand or when I'm focused on any promise of God, write this down. When I am focused on any promise of God, I never become focused. I never become focused on how long it takes. Did y'all hear what I just said? Whenever I'm focused on any promise of God, I never get focused on how long it takes. Because behind every faith, now watch this, behind every faith action is a promise completion. Behind every faith action is a promise completion. Everything that God, everything that I act on by faith according to his promises, as long as as he said it, I'm going to be able to walk in it. It's going to be completed. Somebody say amen. All right. There are certain things, certain words that we are using in this teaching to help us get to this place called fulfillment the way that God See, because I have to have that desire, have to have that relationship. The first thing, first word we started to talk about was one of the principles that God gives us is called destiny. It's called destiny. And we found out that destiny is the track for my life established by God for my existence. It is the track for my life established by God for my existence. Now, here is something important. Now we're taking off for whoever I surrender. Write this down. Get it. Whoever I surrender my will, my mind, my beliefs to will determine who I am. I'll say it again. Whoever, listen to what I'm about to say, say, because that's who determined. If I surrender, whoever I surrender my will, my mind, my beliefs to will determine exactly who I am. I get to, you know, I get to make a choice. God, somebody wrote this on a bumper sticker I read when I first got born again. God votes for you. The devil votes against you. Your vote decides the issue. You have to make sure if you surrender to the enemy, if you surrender to God, that's who's controlling you. Now, there are four areas that you can be controlled or four areas that is used to control you. Number one, family. Family. Family is used to control you. If you're not careful, they can put in you something good or they can put in you something bad. Your family. Amen. And sometimes when your family does that, and I'm not sitting here to tell you that they're automatically trying to do that to hurt you or to mess you up. Sometimes they do it in direct ignorance. They don't know better. Amen. You know, I wish there was there were certain sins I was in that my parents just didn't know better, you know, because I was just doing it up. 
And I wish, I, you know, come on, somebody. You know, I'm just being real. And I just wish at that point in time I had somebody else, somebody, I don't want to say somebody else, but somebody to push me in the right direction. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, I thank God that they had placed, they had pushed me and pushed me, and I've made it to the place where I am. But I believe, and even my, parent, my parents have told me, I believe that they had stated that if, if they had known better, they would have done better. If they had knew more, but, and when I'm talking about my parents, they'll tell you now, they knew Jesus Christ now. They're confessing Jesus now, but they weren't convincing him back then. And so the boy had carte blanche. I had a sin card because they wasn't confessing Jesus. Amen. Y'all act like your parents were saved. How many of your parents had a sin card? I mean, you had a sin card because your parents weren't saved. Amen. A sin card, that means you, you free, cut up, do whatever you want to do. Act a fool, have dirty books on the bed and everything else. Glory to God. I'm just being real. That wasn't me. That was my brother. Amen. <laughs> but I knew where they was. <laughs> and, you know, so it was just as bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe I didn't, have, I didn't buy him, but I was surely partaking of what he had purchased. <laughs> Amen. Bruh, if you're looking at them, you saved, you know it. <laughs> Amen. That's behind. Amen. All right. So the family, some, sometimes my family can, can teach me things, and I'll surrender to what they're saying. Secondly, society. If I'm not careful, I can live in a place where society is teaching me how to believe and how to do certain things. Do you see because society sometimes have has a way of teaching you how to live society. If you're not paying attention now is reteaching us. They're trying to reteach us how to think and how to even go to a bathroom, which I thought was determined long time ago. Somebody say, man, I didn't think we had to figure it out anymore. You are what you were made with. Go into that one. You know, I walked into one last night. You wasn't paying it uh, a couple days ago. You probably wasn't paying attention, but I did. I said, oh, is this, is this, uh, 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 I guess I said, they have changed with the laws already. But I said, this has been here a while, so these people must have already knew we might have issues later. And so on their bathroom, they had male, female, whatever you want to be. You know, but it was only for one person. Okay, they had two separate ones. You didn't even notice. They had two. Okay, I didn't make that right, did I? All right. They had two separate bathrooms, but they only fit one person. Did yours fit one person? I ain't going there with you. One. All right. Mine fit one person. And so I think they made it, you know, uh, whoever shows up first gets to go in. All right. Now, do y'all understand what I said? Now, that was the way that I think you can do that where it's no problem. But it's the problem when you got two seats in there. And then uh, we both show up at the door at the same time. And uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, hey, I I'm going to move on. But I, I got to say this. That is so asinine to me. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's just, okay. It doesn't take, okay. It doesn't take a brain to, I mean, I don't want my, I don't want my granddaughter going in the bathroom with you because this day you felt like you were a girl. Amen. 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 Sir. Because I'm going to go in right behind her. And I'm a double dog dare you to look. That's exactly 
Now I hate to be I hate to be wrong, but somebody's fixing themselves to be sued real good. Some some big company are gonna get themselves sued playing this little game. Cause all you need is one. Okay, you know, uh, I, I read this by a sports star today. One big sports stars, big sports star, one of the biggest lights. And he said, well, you know, now that I own the team, I own the team, so I get the right to say, they say, how you feel about the law? I'm going to come right back. And he said, well, I ain't going to discriminate against nobody. I said, I would. Or, and I said, that's the biggest hypocrisy you got going because I'm going to tell you we discriminate against pedophiles. Don't we? We make sure that stigma has stayed on them until they die. So wherever they move, we know where you at. Matter of fact, I, I want to know where you at. Personally, you know, because I don't want my grandkids, you know, uh, and you don't want your child being around somebody who's, you know, got issues. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So why shouldn't we know? You know, come on, it's just common sense. Look at your neighbor and say, it's just common sense. Girls, this last, girls going to girls' bathroom. Boys going to boys' bathroom. And girls, if you're feeling like a boy, you still go in the girls' bathroom. Amen? Does that make sense? And the boys always go in the boys' bathroom. All right? So society is trying to change us. Society is trying to tell us, no, this is how you do it. No, this is how we do it. You know, and if you're not careful, you'll walk like that. <laughs> they have no time. Uh, can I tell you, when I first went to church, when I, we first got born again, remember this? Uh, when we first started going to church a long time ago now, uh, it seemed like there was always that one child. <laughs> Am I the only one? And there was always that one child, and he was screaming. This one child was just screaming. And uh, we would hear it in the back. <laughs> up front, we would hear what was happening. So, uh, you know, because once they got back there, you, 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 you knew it was going to be something. <laughs> ah, but this is funny, and I know folk are telling, but it's, I'm telling the truth. It was the pastor's grandson. <laughs> and, and he would never stop preaching, and he would keep preaching. So we felt, hey, it is what it is. He got to handle business. <laughs> Amen. So, hey, it is what it is. Sometimes you got to take them out. You got to take them out. Uh, just don't abuse your children. Amen. I mean, but handle your business. You got you to do what you got to do. You know, uh, the Bible says, uh, and, uh, I got to try to pull it the right way, but the Bible tells us that we shouldn't just fret because of their crime. You know, because sometimes, they, 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 you know, like Baby J, you know, my, my granddaughter, she can play that game, man. She real good. And, and, and my, 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 my uh, nephew, my nephew is the best one, I think, uh, real quick. My nephew is real good at, you know, I do like this. I said, I'll tear you up. I was like, I ain't even touch you. You know, and then it, and then, then he'll go, and he'll get her all upset. Leave that boy alone. That is just so wrong. She all upset. I said, you don't know who the actor is. And out the corner of his eye, he like, and then when I say, you crazy, and he be like, 
There he is. Where he, where he go? He over there. There he is. There he is. He over there. Glory to God. Yeah, amen. That boy is witch call. All right. Let's go home. All right. I don't know how I got over there, but let's get off. All right. Church is another place that if I give over my will. Now, every one of these I'm talking about who is whoever I surrender my will and my mind and my beliefs to will deter- determine who I am. My family can help determine. Society can help determine. And the church, the religious institution that God has placed here for you can determine also. Now, as much as I, I would hate to tell you this, there are good churches and there is also bad churches. Amen. And you have to be careful of what is getting into your mind and into your inside. Isn't that right? Amen. Because everybody, you know, because she told me some things this week and I just sent me off the Richter. And I was like, really? You know, just because somebody has been preaching or might even bring a crowd, that doesn't mean you got to see through some of the things that they may say. Because sometimes they're talking about themselves and they're trying to protect themselves. Somebody say amen. It's just like if Josh, you know, if Josh is giving me a lot of money, I ain't going to talk about Josh. If Josh is sowing into my ministry and helping my ministry flow, you know what? I, you know, a lot of, I mean, a righteous person will say, Josh, I don't care what you give me. Brother, I got to teach this word. But a lot of fellas will be like, oh, hands off on Josh. Because Josh has a right. He's earned it with his cash flow. And God has told us that that ain't the way that we do this. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. And last but not least, God, the word of God, is who I should surrender my will, my mind, and my beliefs to. See, because God, now why did pastor go all the way through that? Why? Because I'm trying to get you to understand that the only one that helps you define your destiny should be God. Did y'all hear what it just said? The only one that should define my destiny should be God. Let's look at it. Turn with me to, uh, let's look at some folk in the word of God so that you can understand my destiny will be determined by God himself. See, because we already saw, I tell you what, uh, let's look at one other scripture and then let's go back to some other scriptures. All right. But Jeremiah 1 and 5, let's look at it again. Amen. And uh, then we're going to look at what the scripture says about who gets to determine destiny, destiny, because my fulfillment is going to be tied to my destiny. If I don't know my destiny, where I'm supposed to go, man, I'm going to be all upset. A lot of people hurt people because they don't know where they're designed to be. Somebody say amen. You know, when I know my destiny, you know, see, destiny would have kept if some of them girls, if them girls would have knew their destiny, a lot of them wouldn't have walked into that bathroom on that morning. No, a lot of people won't want to say amen on that, but I know. If I know I'm destined to be this, and if I go in this, in this bathroom, it's going to take me off my destiny, then I'm not going. When you explain to them your destiny. See, that's why people wander aimlessly, because they don't know destiny. When you know where you're supposed to be, it's easy to stay on track. It's only when you don't know destiny will you do anything to try to find it. That's why people, that's why people have had 10, 20 jobs. They don't know what they were called to. When I was at Pepsi-Cola, I, these, there were two guys. This one guy, I'll never forget him. You know, this one guy will always say, and then I saw somebody from Pepsi-Cola. You know, isn't this something that God gives you somebody? 
They saw me. I didn't even recognize them. They recognized me, and they said, man, in first thing, first few things out of his mouth, man, you made the best decision. And I was like, well, it really wasn't me making the decision, but I just knew I had to do it. You know, so this one guy I would always talk to, you know, and I'm going to give him a shout out. It was always Chris. He would always walk past. He'd always tell me I was still here. You know, and Chris would always go, so you're going to leave? I said, yeah. I said, why? Because I knew my destiny. You know, I knew I was called for this. I don't care what, uh, what, what got in the way of it or how long it takes. If I'm called for it, I'm going to get to it. Somebody say amen. You know, see, preparation time is not lost time. See, I felt the enemy was always using Chris to talk to me so he could get me off my destiny. See, because I'll get frustrated, get all upset. But no, I never did. I said, yeah, I'm going to get I'm leaving out of here. And he said, yeah, sure. It, it was years. Chris would always come past, man, you still here? And I was like, and then the day that I left, Chris was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> this ain't right. You know, but you, you, I kept telling you, you know, it just wasn't my timing because my timing said I wanted to leave as soon as God told me. It was just like preaching. When God called me to preach, now this is going to mess some people up. When God called me, called me to preach, he didn't, know, he didn't call me to start a church. Are y'all listening to me? So when he called me to preach, and then once he called me to preach, it wasn't go right now. Don't start tomorrow. It was go prepare yourself and get ready for what I just called you for. And that's what I did. I only left my other church to go prepare for the, other, the next leg of the journey. See, because I knew what God, God wanted me to do, and I knew I had to be at another place to be able to receive, receive that because they had the school. It just made sense. Glory to God. Does that make sense to everyone? So God was, God's always in working in your destiny to get you to where you are. So preparation time is never, ever lost time. Are oh, y'all listening to me? Not when I'm going to destiny. When I'm going to destiny, it, it helps me stop doing silly. When I know my destiny, it will help me. Now, I'm not saying that you may not do something silly, you know, but I'm saying you'll get back on track quicker because you know where your destiny is. Even if you got off, you'll get back on quick. Somebody say amen. Does that make sense? All right. So look what the Bible says. Y'all here? Before I formed thee in the belly, is it warm in here or is it me? It's me? Okay. Before I formed thee in the belly, I love this scripture. I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, amen. He's talking to the prophet Jeremiah, but I believe he's talking to me, amen, because he's saying, I knew your destiny. Before you were even born, I knew who you were. When you were in the womb, I knew who you were. I knew what you were destined for. Are you with me? I knew what you were called for. I know I had had you in, in mind now. I, I, I'm lined you up. I'm like, this is what Pam's going to do. Pam may not see it right off, but this is what you call for. Somebody say amen. I'm, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet. I was the one that put the stamp on you. I was the one said, I was the one that called you. You didn't just go. Isn't that something? Prophet unto what? All the nations. Now watch this. God is the one that's going to direct my destiny. And my destiny will always be connected to his purpose and his plan. Did y'all hear what I just said? See, 
I don't care. God may call you to be a doctor, but the doctor he called you to be is going to be connected to his purpose and his plan to show forth him and his glory. Are y'all with me? So if you're not preaching somehow, some way in that you're going to be able to minister to someone to give him praise and give him glory. I don't care what it is you're doing. You should give God the glory and the praise. Does that does that make sense? Because that's what my destiny is chiseled out for. You know, everybody may not be the preachers. Listen to me. Listen to me. Everybody may not be a pastor. Just because you called the preach, that don't mean you called the pastor. That's why we got too many churches. Oh, man, folk don't like it when I say that. Amen. But you don't need a church on every corner and nothing and nothing changing. That showed me a lot of us just went. People don't like that. (laughs) But I'm just being honest. There's got to be some, you know, there's got to be some change of heart. That girl came from, you know, that girl came from where, 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 where? That girl came from, uh. Newcastle, there's a lot of churches in Newcastle. And, you know, it's amazing to me, and I know people are going to be mad at me. People are going to say, well, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think the greater the church, the bigger the influence of the, I mean, the, great, the bigger the church, the more churches, the greater the influence of the church. It should be. Amen. What's the sense of having a big old church and we got no influence? No power, no changing of where we are. That's the problem. But see, we have to recognize that not only, now watch this, take this, we got to recognize that we are the church so that we can get outside the walls of the building and make a difference. Somebody say amen.